welcome to the Pelvic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Forner, a physiotherapist working in pelvic health, as well as a new student researcher on the fun, long road to a PhD, where we will be looking at pelvic floor problems and exercise. I'm here to bring you information from leading professionals on all aspects surrounding pelvic health for any gender and any age, from the vast range of pelvic floor problems to exercise and sport. Remember our disclaimer, materials and content in this podcast are intended as general information only and should not be substituted for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pelvic Health Podcast. It's Lori here. I'm going to keep this intro short because this episode is a little bit longer, but it was so much fun to record. So we had Molly Galbraith, which is from Girls Gone Strong. I'll give you a little bio in a second. Uh, Marika Hart, who's a physiotherapist in Australia, as well as Heba Shahid. And they have the, they've been all been involved in this exceptional pre and postnatal certification program that's online which is what this whole podcast is about. And it's not like any other certification program that I have heard of. So you need to stay tuned and listen up. These girls are absolutely amazing. So if you don't know Molly, she's a certified strength and conditioning coach and co-founder and owner of Girls Gone Strong, a global movement that aims to empower women to discover all that's possible for their lives and their bodies through evidence-based, body-positive, sustainable nutrition, training, and self-care information. Molly's also the creator of the Coaching and Training Women Academy, an online academy that focuses on women-specific certifications to help health and fitness professionals better understand, connect with, serve, and empower their women clients. Um, She is such an amazing speaker, so especially they're talking about the certification program that all these women have been involved with. A big part of it is the psychological side to training women, and I'm so excited for this program to come out, and in the future, they're going to have more programs, and one of them is going to just be the psychological side. Anyway, you have to listen to her speak. She's absolutely amazing. She got in touch with a couple of our amazing Australian women's health physiotherapists and musculoskeletal therapists um, to take part in this program. So one of them is Marika Hart, who joins us as well. She's an APA-titled musculoskeletal physiotherapist with over 17 years of clinical experience. She's been on our podcast before talking all things pregnancy, so go back and have a listen if you haven't had a listen. She has a business in Perth called Dynamic Strength Physiotherapy, and she also runs an online pregnancy program called Harrisphere, which is the links are on the website and I did a review on her online program which is absolutely amazing. Now the other physiotherapist that joined us that's involved in this new certification is Heba Shahid. She's a physiotherapist, a women's health and nutrition coach and the co-founder of The Pelvic Expert. She blogs about pelvic health and provides online client-centered programs for postpartum recovery and pelvic pain. So this episode is just discussing the certification, all the people that have gone into providing it, and it will come out, I think, September 5th, and I will put a link in the show notes because you can get onto the pre-sale list to enroll 24 hours before the general public and save some money. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. I'm so excited. So Heb is in Sydney. Marika's in Perth. Mm-hmm. And Molly, you are in Kentucky, and I'm in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. This is like 
Yeah. Again, super girl, super girl. A worldwide meeting. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm totally an outsider in this. So I actually have no idea what's going on. So like I said, when I messaged you, I would love for, I guess, Molly to tell me about Girls Gone Strong to begin with, because all of this is part of Girls Gone Strong. And then how you found Marika, how you found Heba, what their roles are, and what you guys have put together. Because I've just been hearing little snippets in the background. Sandy's been telling Mm -hmm. me that she got to review some things. And I'm like, what's going on? There's this massive thing. And not that I need to know everything, but I, you know, it sounds so amazing. So I need to know. So Girls Gone Strong is an organization that started in 2011 with seven women from all over the world who were initially interested in kind of preaching the gospel of strength training to women. We were all interested in different areas of women's health and fitness. We had kettlebell experts, women who had competed in physique competitions, run marathons, collegiate strength and conditioning coaches. But the one thing that we all had in common was that strength training had changed our lives. And so we started with this idea of, you know, we want to preach the gospel of strength training and every woman should strength train. And over the last six years, it's really evolved into women should actually do whatever they want with their bodies. And we hope that strength training is something they pick because it's a really good option. And so we are technically a women's health and wellness website. But truly, Girls Gone Strong over the last six years has grown into a movement. Um, We have over 500,000 women in our community from 70 countries around the world. And every year we serve millions of women and some men with free nutrition, training, and self-care information that's evidence-based, that's body positive, and that's 100% by women for anyone who identifies as a woman. And so we tackle things from squats to carbs to returning to your sexuality after sexual assault to pregnancy to um, gender identity issues to really anything that can affect um, the health and wellness of anyone who identifies as a woman, we cover on Girls Gun Strong. And so for the last six years, we've been providing information to the end user. We've helped thousands of women around the world through our coaching programs. And uh, now we are um, teaching health and fitness professionals how to better understand, connect with, and serve their women clients with something really special that I think we'll get into uh, here shortly. That is amazing. Over 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. In, our, mm-hmm, in 70 countries around the world, which is really cool, which is why being on this podcast is so exciting. You know, we've got you in Brisbane and Heba and uh, Sydney and Marika and Perth. So it's really exciting. I mean, that's why it was so important to have uh, women from so many countries around the world contribute to this project that we're going to be talking about because our our community truly is global. So the main Girls Gone Strong, you said, was originated by with seven women. Mm-hmm. And is so is it a, a forum? To your, or is it kind of a whole bunch of different social media platforms or is it Facebook? Like there's some free, you said there's coaching, so there's online as well as, how does it all work? Yeah, so we... We have a, a website, girlsgunstrong.com, and we publish two to three times a week um, with information about a variety of topics. Um, we have quite a large Facebook community of about 250,000, uh, just over 250,000 who um, are associated with our main Facebook page. Then we have multiple closed Facebook groups that have um, between five and 15, 16,000 people in each of them. Um, they all serve a different purpose. We have one for kind of general population called Strong Women Lift Each Other Up. We have a Strong Mom Sisterhood for moms and moms-to-be. We have a coaching and training women for health and fitness professionals who are interested in better learning about serving their 
women clients. And then we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, um, and on Pinterest a bit, but our main kind of platforms where we provide information are on our website and on Facebook, both on our page and on our, within our closed groups and then our Instagram. Cool. So where does Marika and Heba come into this? Who found who and what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Marika, do you want to talk about how you originally found me? It was a podcast, right? Sure. Uh, Yeah, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember what it was, Healthy Every Day or something, maybe? Better. I think Better Every Day. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember I was walking through the supermarket and I was listening to this podcast and Molly was talking about uh, it was to do with co- women commenting on each other's bodies and body shaming and all this stuff. And I remember just like fist pumping, going, yeah, girl, um, because it really resonated with me. And I, I sent her an email. I said, look, as someone who works with new mums, I just I love this podcast. I love this message that you're spreading because, um, you know, I see new mums all the time who are feeling that pressure to get their pre-baby body back and lose the mummy tummy. And and I, I love teaching exercise to these women and helping them get back to doing the things that they love. And it just, it's kind of started a conversation didn't it, between us. And mm-hmm. then I think off the back of that, we, that was where the coaching of the Mums Gone Strong program came into effect and that rolled into the certification. So I've just kind of stayed on board and done a little bit more each <laughs> week by week. Yeah. So um, about a year ago, when we were thinking about what is Girls Gone Strong going to be, because we cover so many facets of women's health and wellness, we were thinking, you know, what is Girls Gone Strong? We have this amazing community. How can we make the greatest impact um, on the world? And when we kind of boiled it down to what we feel like that we do as an organization better than any other organization, we believe that we coach, train, serve, and empower women. So about a year ago, we decided to um, start uh, or kind of the, had the beginnings of, of an idea for a coaching and training women academy. So an overarching online academy that provides women specific certifications. And I'm sure you guys can all talk about this, but we feel like women are really underserved in, in the market, right? It wasn't until I think I heard this stat recently, 1994, that the government, federal government mandated that women be included in research studies. Cause we weren't even include, like it wasn't even necessary or, or, um, you know, normal for women to be included in research studies and the federal government had to step in and mandate, at least in the United States. And so that was just 23 years ago. And so women in general, we feel like are a really underserved market. And when we say underserved, we mean underserved well, right? There's plenty of things out there that are interested in providing information that's not evidence-based, providing information that's rooted in shame and what's wrong with women's bodies. And we're really interested in providing information for women that again, shows them all the possibilities for their bodies. You know, you can get really strong, you can get like, you can compete in this, you can run, you can hear all of these possibilities for your lives and your bodies. It doesn't have to be about shrinking. It doesn't have to be about, about getting smaller. So we wanted to create an academy that would have women specific certifications, things that are specific to women, like pre and postnatal, um, a psychology of coaching women, which we're hoping will come in 2018. And then one on perimenopausal women as well the following year. So we want certifications that, again, are not only the best information, but are interdisciplinary and that are rooted in, you know, there's nothing wrong with women's bodies. There's nothing to be ashamed of and helping coaches understand how to help their clients in a way that's really body positive and focused on women's autonomy. So Heba, the way that I was introduced to her originally is through a woman named Jessie Mundell. So Jessie's a pre and postnatal uh, fitness expert and has been involved with Girls Gun Strong for a really long time. Back in March, we released uh, a program called Moms Gun Strong. 
for the end user. Um, and it's a nutrition training and self-care program. And when we released it, everyone's like, oh my gosh, is this a certification? And we were like, yeah, we'll have that to you in six months. <laughs> Cause we were already working on certifications that were focused on women's specific issues. But when we realized this need for a, a pre and postnatal certification, that's interdisciplinary, we knew we needed more experts to help us with it. I, uh, I reached out to Jesse Mundell and I'm like, who's the best of the best. And Heba's name was one of the ones that she passed along. So I reached out to her and was like, I don't know if you have heard of girls gone strong, but we would really love for you to be involved in this fabulous thing. So reached out to her and was thrilled to have her involved because I've heard so many amazing things about her work and she did not disappoint. <laughs> that's so sweet thank you um yeah so that, that that is how I met um Molly like when she emailed me I was like oh my god it's Molly Galbraith I, I love her work I love Girls Gone Strong I've been following their blog for ages so um when she reached out to me I was like I was kind of privileged and honored but yeah it was really amazing to actually contribute um women's health physio-based education as well so the certification yeah. that you're talking about is directed towards coaches, trainers, physios, health professionals, not the public. So the Mums Gone Strong is the, for the public, and this whole new part that you're doing, the certification, um, is all for everyone else who's working with those women. Absolutely. So we released Moms Gun Strong and there is great information there for trainers as well. I mean, there's 90 weeks of exercise programming. There's, there's a lot of the what to do and a little bit of the why. And so for someone who's maybe not well-versed in pre and postnatal training, but has clients and just needs to kind of have something to follow along, certainly helpful for them. And we were thinking, how are we going to adapt Moms Gun Strong and turn it into the certification? And then we realized, it needs to be completely different. So these women, Heba and Marika, were involved in helping create a 150,000-word textbook from scratch in about a two-month period, along with um, there were 16 total women's health experts. We had six uh, physios. Five of them were pelvic health, and then Marika is musculoskeletal. We have four pre- and postnatal experts, a doula, an OBGYN, a nurse practitioner who's also a midwife, and three PhDs, one in exercise science, one in psychology, and one in molecular biology. And so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's and pretty we were, <laughs> it's pretty wild. And so this 150,000 word textbook, it's like 22 chapters, I think. And every single chapter was either created and or reviewed by no fewer than six experts. Um, which was just really important to us. Again, if we're serving a global community, if we are trying to get women or get coaches and trainers the best women's health information um, delivered in a way that's going to offer women the best care, the best coaching, and the best outcomes, it has to be interdisciplinary. For example, when Marika was writing about pelvic organ prolapse, she's like, can we get a psycho the psychologist, our psychologist, Dr. Lisa Lewis, to weigh in here? Can she help us teach coaches and trainers how to speak to women about this thing that's so very important? that can have such a big impact on their lives without scaring them, without sharing the information in a way that's going to make them feel weak, damaged, afraid, broken, any of those things. So, um, so yeah, so we just felt like it was super important to have all of these different women, like I said, from five different countries, from all of these different disciplines, um, with all of their expertise to come in and, and create a certification that could really, um, I mean, educate, and I'll let Heba and Marika speak on this, but could really educate anyone who works in the area of women's health. 
So, Heba, can you, can we maybe go through and you guys give us a little bit of an idea about what your portion is about, like what your what like what yeah. section you've kind of been chosen to work on? Is that um, how it works? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of. I came in a little bit late, I think, compared to everybody else. So um, a lot of the bulk of the uh, words were already there so that, you know, hundreds of thousands of words were already there. Um, so the topics that I kind of wrote about were around C-sections, um, birth, so the, the birth processes, stages of labour, um, and then I kind of edited a lot um, w- with regards to just checking, is this women's health uh, focused area like is this is this right is this correct so Marika would tag me in a whole bunch of stuff and I just you know give a little bit of my input um, but I think a lot of a lot of the project was um, a lot of Marika's work which is really amazing um, and just going through that and just making sure that it was kind of in line with um, what we as women's health physios um, uh, portray as well. And so Marika what what have you done? <laughs> have you done anything? Nothing nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> um, I think from the start, when we originally wanted to turn the Mums Gone Strong into the, the certification, part of that was like I actually sat down and went, right, we're missing this, 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 this. So it's trying to help flesh out that plan at the start. And then I um, what I, was, I actually started writing down the chapters that I wrote. There was, there was a few. Um, so the anatomy and physiology uh, section, which was, yeah, predominantly the female reproductive system and the pelvic floor. I did a chapter on the physiological changes during pregnancy, and that was a huge contribution from a lot of people actually in that because we covered the cardiovascular system, the respiratory system, metabolic system. So there was a lot of people involved in that one too. Can I I stop you just for a second and just ask about the anatomy and physiology part? And I think all of you guys will will understand this from a, especially from a fitness professional or a non-women's health physio, actually even still some women's health physios, there's a really big focus on muscles, which we know how important they are, but there's that lack of discussion about connective tissue. So is that in there? So Molly, you did the video with with Meryl last week mm-hmm. when she was doing the yeah yeah absolutely. So you mean with the pelvis? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So we had Meryl Alapatu, Dr. Meryl Alapatu, who is a director of research on yes on the for the APTA section on women's health and. Um, is at a university down in Florida and is a researcher. And um, so she did some really great videos for us last week. Uh, And she brought her pelvis to, yeah, to talk about everything related to, um, you know, the bony, you know, the bony structure, where all the muscles attach, the connective tissue. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that um, we did a really good job giving a very comprehensive overview of the female anatomy of the whole core and pelvic floor and how everything works together. And what was really Uh, exciting to me about the information that was provided is that we were really clear that what we're talking about um, is rooted in the best information that we have right now. Hmm. And I think that, um, that that's so important to say, you know, based on the, on the current evidence, based on the experience of the experts that are working here, based on, you know, what your clients uh, or patients values, resources, priorities, goals are here are these types of recommendations. And we were really clear in saying, this is what we think, or we would go really, I think we have like something like 15 or 20 pages on diastasis recti. Cause we're breaking down, we're breaking down like 
uh, all of the research, talking about where each research study is coming from, what its limitations might be, why it might be different from study to study, what the implications are, what they're not, um, how things might be interpreted one way or another. So we really tried to give, like when Marika would be like, you know, the answer is not that clear. I'm like, perfect. Talk about why it's not that clear. Um, so I feel like we gave a really comprehensive overview and didn't try to say this is the only way to do it. This is the one way, right? We said here is, there are a number of ways and here are some of them. So I felt like we did a really good job giving a very comprehensive overview in that A&P chapter um, or A&P unit. There's a whole unit thanks to Marika and then the help of women like Heba and Sandy Hilton and Carrie Pagliano and those women as well. This podcast is sponsored by Pelvic Floor Exercise. Pelvic Floor Exercise is Australia's trusted online pelvic floor store bringing together the very best pelvic floor rehabilitation products available on the market to make choosing and buying easy and discreet. Backed by the clinical knowledge and medical buying experience of the owners, husband and wife team, Fiona and Craig Rogers, you are assured of quality and excellent customer service. Secondary to product sales, the website has an ever-growing resource section for both customers and health professionals, as well as a strong social media presence, fulfilling Fiona's extreme passion for educating and helping men and women with pelvic health issues. So check out www.pelvicfloorexercise.com.au. So Marika, the other chapters that, that you've looked over, did you, did you not find that there's that's kind of the the summary in a lot of them is well it's, oh, we really don't know always always but what was really funny um so we, we you know we just throw ourselves into just writing so much and so much research and then every time like I tried to basically put references for you know as a physiotherapist who's got a master's degree you don't just write this is the way it is unless you've got some pretty darn solid evidence so I would write stuff and if I wrote something that was a like a statement of fact rather than an opinion, whoever's reviewing it would just like copy it and say reference question mark. And then, and they would do it to all of us and make sure that you can't just write something as a statement of fact, unless you got something to back it up. So we tried to make it really clear within our chapters, what is based on our, our experience as clinicians or as fitness professionals, like this is how we might look at doing this for these reasons. And this is what we have found clinically can work, but we're very, we were really, really quite careful about stating like this works for these reasons or this will definitely work with this population because, you know, as you know, we just don't have the evidence for that. So it was, it was a really, I love the fact that it was such a, a big team that was involved in this because, you know, Sandy Hilton was reviewing a lot of my work and at the time I thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, what if she hates what I've written? She's so amazing. And then so she would just comment on things and go, I love what you did here. It was like, yay. Um, and, and Carrie as well, but they're not going to let you get away with stuff. <laughs> no, well, and it's trickier online because it, it's, I mean, yes, you can, I mean, you can update things online, but I, I don't know. I think that's a little bit hard when you're like, well, this is exactly like you said, Molly, this is how it is now. You know, in 10 years, if I ever finish my research, we might have other information. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that's the funny thing. I was, I was chatting with Sandy. I was actually in Chicago a few weeks ago for an event and we were talking and she said something about, you know, like this needs to be updated every X number of years. And I was like, I was actually planning on starting the review process about three weeks after we opened registration for the first thing, because truly with, with this, 
um, certification. I, I think that we will probably release our first update within about a year or so, and then we will certainly be updating it, I would imagine, about every two years after that. Um, because it, what's most important to me is that we're pro- providing people with the best information. It's not about being afraid to say that what we were doing before was maybe not the most effective or that we found new information that changes our recommendations that we were making before. It's not about ego, right? I think so many um, people in this industry get really tied to like one way of doing things or, or, or they become known for something in particular. And what I want us to be known for is always providing the most up-to-date information um, that also aligns with what people are finding in their practices. So that's really, really important. And why I have so many smart people um, involved on the team so that they can they can be the ones that are telling me what's going on. Like you said, I'm just kind of the one organizing everything. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm really, really excited to, to have all these smart women on board helping. Yeah, yeah, you picked some really good ones. Um, Marika, what other, so what other chapters were you going to, you were listing off some yeah. of the stuff okay, that people sure. would learn? <laughs> So the, um, I covered the common musculoskeletal conditions in pregnancy, so back pain, pelvic girdle pain, wrist pain, uh, and then there was obviously a pelvic floor section, which um, I handballed out. And so Laurie, um, Molly laughs at me because she, she's like, you're you're so careful about staying in your lane. <laughs> she's like, you stay in your lane. I was like, well, that's pelvic floor is not my area of expertise. You know, I know this little bit. And there's amazing people like Heber and Jesse uh, Thomas, was it, who was helping mm-hmm. out. And then, you know, Sandy was contributing. And there's all these other people, and that's that's their expertise. So I would I would write a loose outline and say, can you just, you know, make sure that this is accurate and fill this out. Uh, and then I did, we, we had trimester by tri- trimester, uh, the changes that you would make to coaching women in terms of uh, coaching exercise. So I wrote some sections on that. Uh, we also had a section on assessing the postnatal client, some of which I contributed to. And then I wrote a couple of big units on the postnatal section as well. So some of the exercise considerations for the postnatal period. So that was the, the mega section on diastasis, which um, at one point someone said, is this just getting a little bit out of hand? <laughs> and I said, I said to Molly, look, I don't know, because it seems to be the sexiest topic in the world right now. And people, coaches and trainers really, really want to know about diastasis. So, you know, we, we kind of went a little bit in depth there and um, Heber wrote some uh, guidelines as well. And, and and that was really fun because we would bounce ideas off one another and kind of go, oh, you do a little bit like this and I do it a little bit like this and try and put together some basic guidelines for people based on what we know and based on our experiences as well. And what else? Yeah, and again, yeah, some other common musculoskeletal conditions in the postnatal period. So, so again, the women's health physiotherapists wrote a lot about prolapse, urinary incontinence, pain, pelvic pain. I think, Heber, did you write the pelvic pain section there yeah. as well? Yeah, I did. Pelvic and sexual pain, just a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it might be helpful too to kind of understand the way that the textbook is laid out so that people can can get the the kind of flow or the story. So even though it's a textbook, we wanted to make it interesting and we kind of wanted to tell a story for people. So first things first, we introduce the coaching portion because we feel like nothing is as important as being able to relate to your client, making them comfortable, um, knowing how to share information with them, understanding what your scope of practice is, understanding what a referral network is, what each of the individuals within a referral network do, and then what are the actual steps to establish one. So the first um, 
kind of unit is called um, GGS coaching. And it kind of explains the Girls Gun Strong philosophy, um, how we expect people to speak to their clients and patients as someone who is certified, a certified pre and postnatal coach through Girls Gun Strong, specifically no body shaming, no assuming certain goals for them, um, no telling them what they should want for themselves, none of that kind of stuff. Really open, inclusive, not making assumptions about their gender identity, their, you know, their sexual preferences, anything like that. So very, very very um, kind of open, inclusive, warm, welcoming approach to coaching. We talk a lot about motivational interviewing, behavior-based goal setting, all of those kinds of things. So, so basically, we're going to tell you all of this information, and then here is how to connect with your clients and patients, get them to trust you, and help them actually implement the information that you're going to, or the plan or the routine or program that you're going to have um, put together for them. So that's the first chapter. Then we go straight into anatomy and physiology, um, specifically of the female core and pelvic floor, how it changes um, during pregnancy, and then what some common concerns are. So what, what kind of concerns that those changes lead to. Then we give foundational sections. So we talk about foundational psychology, which we think is most important. We talk about nutrition. We talk about rest and recovery, and we talk about exercise. So just kind of an overview of pre and postnatal psychology, nutrition, exercise, and rest and recovery. Then we break it down by pregnancy. So it's trimester one, how do all of those things that we just talked about change in try one? So that way, if you have a trimester one client or patient standing in front of you, if you've read the foundational chapter, you can go to try one and have a pretty good idea of what that person is probably going through from a psychological perspective, from a nutrition perspective, how do their needs change, from an exercise perspective, and from a rest and recovery. So what do you need to know about the trimester one client or patient? We do the same for try two and try three. Um, then we go into the birth chapter, which Heba was very heavily involved with. We felt like it was super important for um, health and wellness professionals to understand what a woman's body goes through during birth. That was actually Marika was like, we don't have a chapter on childbirth. We really need a chapter on childbirth. And so Heba wrote that. And then we had a nurse practitioner who's also a midwife uh, review everything and make sure that all of the, the content, as well as several other women, but specifically someone who, who delivers uh, babies on a regular basis, step in and help with that as well. Um, so we do the birth chapter, then we do rest and recovery uh, psychology, nutrition, and then exercise considerations and how do you, um, oh, and assessing the postpartum client as well. So we try to, like I said, kind of tell a chronological story a little bit. Coaching is the most important. Relationship development is the most important. This is what you need to know about a woman's anatomy. This is, you know, kind of the foundational um, information about all of the things that that pertain to a woman's overall health, her psychology, her nutrition, her exercise, her recovery, and then what that looks like in pregnancy and postpartum. So Wow. And so is it just written text or I heard something about videos? There's videos, isn't there? Yes, Marika, you want to talk a little bit about the video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the videos are cool. Um, so I had a couple of clients in Australia. So I took a pregnant client and a postnatal client. And what we've done is just created most of the videos are sort of between five and 10 minutes long, but just to demonstrate some of the, some of the concepts within the text that uh, just, you know, sometimes it's just a little bit easier if you've seen something to remember it and get a, get an idea of what we're talking about. So just like, for example, one of the videos was adapting exercise during pregnancy for women who have carpal tunnel syndrome. So we just went through a few exercises and how we could modify that. Um, we have one on pelvic girdle pain in pregnancy. Again, how would we modify a split squat or how would we modify a bird dog, what I call a superman? Uh, how would we modify some of these exercises to so that we can keep people with pelvic girdle pain 
exercising for as long as possible. So it's, it was just a way of demonstrating some of these concepts that is so much easier than typing away a thousand different variations to just show it was much easier. So I did about 11 videos, I think, in Perth. And a couple of days later, Molly and Meryl did some in Florida. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, in addition to the textbook, uh, what comes as another resource, you get a textbook, um, you get a workbook that's got questions and case studies to help you kind of deepen your understanding of the material, um, practice putting some of the information um, into practice, and then kind of prepare yourself for the exam. And then we also have an online portal. So within the textbook, it'll say, refer, you know, talking about pelvic girdle pain, and then it'll say, refer to your online portal to see videos of how to adjust exercises for pelvic girdle pain. So they know that within the online portal, they can go find those videos and resources. So the online portal um, will contain uh, the video content, it will contain, you know, bonus resources, templates, things like here's how you would design a trimester one exercise program. Um, it contains like the postnatal park you, the prenatal park you, um, different uh, kind of extra resources that we're writing about training women um, who are pregnant with twins or triplets, training women um, who are going through IVF, different materials like that. So, um, and then like assessment tools that you can use to kind of do a daily assessment with your client to figure out how much are they sleeping? You know, how are they hydrated? How are they feeling? Um, how are they feeling after their last workout? Stuff like that. So the online portal is filled with, with kind of bonus resources, templates, forms that they can print out and use with their clients, videos, things like that, just to kind of deepen the understanding of the, of what's in the textbook and the workbook. That's amazing. And I love too, like you said before, that you've included the whole labor and childbirth section. So, Heba, what, because again, from a, if we're thinking like of coaches and fitness professionals and anyone who's taking this, I know a lot of it is, okay, what's the background and what are the exercises we can do with it? So, is the, the birthing process, is that, like, how much detail do you go into and is it so that they understand what happens so that they can kind of clinically reason what to do about it? Yeah, and it's essentially just like a bit of education so that they know, you know, what, the woman who's come in to see them, what she's actually been through. Um, so it's, it is very physiological sort of based. It wasn't in heaps of excessive detail like, you know, that a physio would need um, or, or a midwife might need. It's just, you know, for the, for the fitness professional. So we basically just went through, um, you know, what, what happens in birth, the stages, the stages of labour. And then I went into um, the trauma that can also happen. So we talked a bit about perineal tearing, anal sphincter injuries, um, women who have forceps burst because we know that's a huge one. Um, I don't know in the States if, if they have forceps as much, but definitely in other countries in the world. And we know that Girls Gone Strong is global, so we need to cater to everybody. Um, talked about like episiotomies. Um, and then there's a C-section sec section as well. <laughs> so um, because we know, you know, the, there is a growing um, rate of C-sections. Um so just what happens in a C-section, because a, a lot of people don't actually know what happens in the surgery itself, you know, where the cut is, how they cut in, how long it goes for. You know, C-sections, really, it's like less than an hour. So um, like actually being able to give that experience to them as well. So if you've never been through a C-section, you know what's happening. And then, you know, just some, um, some principles of exercise um, that they need to be able to apply um, for their patients as well, or their clientele. Yeah. So that's kind of my part. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. one thing that's really special or related to the birth chapter is um, if you have cli or um, like a, a, 
health and fitness professional who has never had a child themselves, they might not recognize specifically the physiological and the psychological stressors that the their you know client has undergone and specifically when they're trying to gain information from their client um you know when they're saying like they a simple question could be like how many kids do you have? And they might not realize what that question means to the woman that they're asking, right? Like, what if she's had multiple miscarriages? What if she had, you know, stillbirth? What if she has, um, you know, had any kind of other issues that are related to, to having children? Like, they don't, might not realize kind of the weight that comes along with the questions that they're asking. Um, or like, hey, did you have a vaginal birth or a C-section? Like, again, what, like, they might not know what their client is going through. If the client was hoping to have a vaginal birth and ended up having a C-section, the shame and stuff that might, you know, the judgment that might come along with that. So I think giving them, we talk about things like that throughout the text, but I think being able to give them that context within the birth chapter of like, this is a really intense thing that your client went through both um, physiologically and psychologically, I think is uh, really helpful for giving health and fitness professionals um, some context for how to speak to their client about the experiences they just had. Absolutely. What's the title of the certification? It is the pre and postnatal coaching certification, and it's presented by our Coaching and Training Women Academy. So we were really shooting for the longest name ever possible, you know? <laughs> the coach, Coaching and Training awesome. Women Academy presents the pre and postnatal coaching certification. Um, we're calling it CPPC because when people are finished, they'll be a certified pre and postnatal coach through us. Um, but yeah, it's our pre and postnatal coaching certification. So pretty simple. I feel like in general, um, women are underserved when it, when you look at like being served well and being taken care of and getting good information that's evidence-based, that's body positive. And so, um, you know, there's, most certification, there might be like a paragraph or if you're lucky, like a chapter possibly about specific like training considerations for women. And it's usually just like maybe around their menstrual cycle or something like that. There's just so little information. Um, and so there's might be some anatomical or physiological, almost no one gets pre and postnatal information. Almost no one gets, you know, menopause, perimenopausal information. And certainly no one's talking about the psychology of coaching women, which, you know, is our, our certification that will come second, which essentially talks about, um, how women's experiences and their bodies inform their perceptions of their interactions with their coaches and trainers. So what we've been taught to believe about our bodies, what we've been taught to believe about our worth, our value, um, our interactions, like I said, with other people, um, you know, kind of the, the shame and again, trauma that a lot of women carry around the fact that, you know, statistics show that one in four women in North America will be the victim of sexual assault or survivor of sexual assault. Um, and we know those numbers are probably crap. It's probably much higher than that, that women are often feel unsafe in their bodies. Um, all of these kinds of things are not taken into account when you're talking about um, coaching and training women. There's a talk that I give, um, I've given it a couple times now, and I'll be giving it again in Chicago next month, where I talk about, I bring this topic up and I talk about sexual assault and I'm looking at a, men, a room full of basically 90% men and I'm like, hey, women in the room, raise your hand if you've ever felt unsafe in your body. And every single hand goes up, right? I'm, I'm looking at the guys. I'm like, you all don't have to think about where you park your car at night. You don't have to think about what college classes you sign up for and how far those classes are away and where you're going to have to park and how dark it's going to be. And if you can invite your male friend over to watch a movie, if he actually understands that you're just friends and that you're not interested in anything else, like you don't have to think about these things. And so when you think about the number of women who have felt unsafe in their bodies and you think about, um, 
someone who is relationally dominant and probably physically dominant to a woman as well. The way they look at her, talk to her, touch her, cue her, coach her, the music that's playing in their gym, the words that they're using, like all of these things matter and no one's talking about it. And it's just another way that the world communicates to women that they don't matter. So... Well, so. I don't know about you guys, but what <laughs> Molly just said, that was like so profound, right? Wow. Holy crap. So it was can, just pumping again. <laughs> can men take no. this course? Yes, men can and hopefully will and should and must take it. Yes. So essentially that's because that's the thing, you know, there are more female health and fitness professionals um, out there, but for so long, most of the health and fitness professionals were men and that's fine. That doesn't mean they can't do a good job. It doesn't mean they can't coach and train women. It just means that for all of us, our experiences in our lives and our bodies have been different. And those are, you know, that's affected by our age, our race, our religion, our, you know, gender identity, our sexual orientation, our specific life experiences. But there's a um, big difference and big disconnect, I think, in the way a lot of people who identify as men um, understand the experiences of people who identify as women. And so this Coaching and Training Women Academy uh, won't just cover the anatomy and physiology of coaching women and the differences, but will cover the psychology um, and the relationship building and stuff as well. So yes, the pre and postnatal coaching certification will be our first certification in the academy. And then we'll have others down the line. The second, like I said, being the psychology of coaching women. And then the third will likely be one on coaching perimenopausal women, because we know that the world likes to forget about them too, because we place so much of women's value on the way that they look and, you know, their youth and what they can offer sexually to the world and for men's pleasure and their gaze and all that other crap. So we want to produce information that focuses on them and their needs as well. Wow. So how will you market it to the younger male population? I just keep, I like, I think of, you know, some coaches that I've met who are really lovely and they're males and I, you know, I go, I could tell them about this course, but how, how do you get them to make sure they're like, oh my God, I do need this? You know, so I think... I'm thinking that it will probably kind of grow the way that Girls Gone Strong grew, which is first we attract people who are like us, who think like we do, who believe like we do, who, you know, have the same mission as we do. And then it will attract people who want to be like us or who want to learn more about this type of information, who are, you know, women and men who want to empower women. And then we think eventually it will attract the people that don't even know that they want that yet. Right. So think about like CrossFit, you know, it started out with this like this group of like, you know, super hardcore people. And then it attracted people who wanted to be like that. And now we have grandmas that go to CrossFit, which is, you know, fantastic for, you know, depending on your views on that. But yeah, who, um, it is, it is grown to the point where it attracts people who didn't even know that they were interested in that in the first place. So for us in the very beginning, we feel like trying to convert people and like teach them how important it is might be a little bit difficult. We really feel like that we're going to have to start with people who already believe that it's important. And you'd better believe that I'm going to be speaking um, lots of different places over the next couple of years, giving these presentations. It's been um, pretty amazing to see the number of men who show up at the talks and afterwards are just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this was so important. This changed the way that I, that I coach and train women. But also um, in that presentation, so we've done some preliminary research at Girls Gun Strong that shows it doesn't take a lot um, for a coach and trainer to interact with their client and for, for their client to have a negative experience. So in the preliminary research we've done, of the women who've had negative experiences with their coaches and trainers, the ones who participated in our, in our research, 97% of them 
left their trainer and only three and a half percent of them tell them why. So in my talk, I talk about all of these issues, what women have been conditioned to believe about their bodies, how only, you know, um, how 81% of women in North America are dissatisfied with the way their bodies look, how 80% of 10 year old girls have been on a diet. You know, the fact that girls who have low self-esteem are more likely to engage in early onset sexual activity, smoking, drinking drugs, all of these things. So I give all of this presentation. Then I talk about who in the room knows someone who, um, has not gone to an event in their life that was really important because they didn't like the way that they looked or they didn't have something to wear. Every hand in the room goes up. How many of you all know someone who doesn't like to have pictures of themselves taken or videos of themselves taken because they don't feel like they look good enough? Every hand in the room goes up. How many people know someone who does not like to wear a bathing suit because they're not comfortable in a bathing suit? Every hand goes up. And I'm like, you all, women are literally not participating in their own lives because they don't feel they look good enough to. Can you let that sink in for a second? Women do not believe that they look good enough to participate in their own lives. And that kind of gets everybody to like, okay. And then I'm like, and if you don't care about women, let's talk about your bottom line. And then I get into (laughs) 97% of them who are having negative experiences are leaving you and three and a half percent are telling you why. They, you think that they're leaving because they can't afford you. You think that they're leaving because it doesn't fit their schedule. You think that they're leaving because of some other reason. It's because they're having a negative experience with you and they're not telling you why. So we will focus in the beginning on the people who kind of already buy into the message. But hopefully as we get more information, we get more research, um, we get some, you know, some ability to, to connect with these people and, and let them know, even if you don't care about women, this information is really good, you know, for your business. We're hoping that we can bring in people who, who maybe um, would not have otherwise been interested in this type of information. Oh my God. <laughs> like, can, can we, can we just like do a know, whole right? hour recording just on Molly. <laughs> that topic? Wow. Uh, and you, you just explain things so, so well. I'm cannot wait for this. Can I do it too? Yes. <laughs> In between your PhD and your, right? Like, yeah, you don't have too much going on, right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> well, did you say 80% of 10-year-old girls are on oh, a diet? Tell me that. Ha- have been on a diet. Oh, point, yeah. shoot. Isn't that I've, got a, I've got a nine-year-old daughter and I'm thinking, I, I cannot even fathom that. That blows my mind. No. Mm-hmm. And I think, Molly, you came into my head. I had followed you for a while, but it was that bathing suit post that you put up um, about body image where I was like, I love her. Oh my God. Uh, and then when I found out Marika and Heba were working with you, I'm like, can I meet her? Can <laughs> Please. Be best friends. I think we're going to be best friends. Well, that's very, very sweet. I just feel like um, we're not just here to talk about health and fitness, right? And squats and carbs. And it's like earlier this week, I mean, I'm, I'm not totally sure when this recording is going to be available, but what happened in Charlottesville with the horrible white supremacy and racism, like, that affects women feeling safe and comfortable in their bodies. It's not just health and fitness. It's not just squats and carbs. There's so much more to women being healthy, being well, taking care of themselves, believing that they're worthy of self-care um, and feeling safe and comfortable in their skin than just kind of the regular old run-of-the-mill, you know, health and nutrition or nutrition and training information. It's so much deeper than that. And I think that I think that's something that we've been able to really communicate to people um, through Girls Gone Strong over the last uh, over the last several years, and now it's time to to teach health and fitness professionals the same thing. 
that is amazing. So when is this all due to come out? So the certification will be available um, September 5th, and we have very limited enrollment. We really want to be able to service the people who sign up and um, and enroll in the certification. And we're basically going to open registration. And once we sell out, we sell out, then we'll close it, and it won't open again till February. And the reason that we're doing that is because we don't really like selling. We like serving. You know, we don't we don't want to have it available all of the time, so that we're constantly getting questions and having to field this and thinking about you know how are we going to market it and stuff. We want to say, hey, it's really great. Here's all of the information about it if you want it. It's open to a limited number of people. Grab it and then um, and it'll be open again in six months, kind of thing. So uh, so September fifth is when it's available if people get on the pre-sale list. So we have a pre-sale list where people can sign up to um, to be able to enroll twenty four hours before the general public and save two hundred dollars on it. And then um, it'll be open September sixth to the general public. So do you know that link? Can you send it to uh, me and I'll put it up? Or can, can you also say it? Do you, if you know it. Um, I don't know. Okay, no, just send it. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll, I'll send put a link. It to you. So once they have all of this and they sign up and they're accepted, um, they're not just left on their own. They can interact. No, mm-hmm, they can absolutely interact. So we have our private GGS coaching and training women Facebook group where people can join and ask any questions that they want to ask. And, you know, we've got a lot of the people experts from the certification who will be in there on a regular basis answering questions. Um, and they can talk to other students who are in there as well, bounce ideas off one another, share, you know, stories and successes and, you know, ask questions and get clarification and all of those things. So they will absolutely have access to several of the experts who work on the certification within the closed coaching and training women Facebook group. And it's a self study group so they can um, go at their own pace. So if they're not super familiar with the information, we think if they study about three to five hours a week that they'll finish about a chapter a week. Um, And so it would be about four to five months. And if they are very familiar with the information, say they're a pelvic health physiotherapist already, or pre and postnatal fitness expert already, we think they could probably finish about in about half that time, maybe two thirds of that time. So it'd probably be like two to three months. I'm sure that there will be some genius who goes in and finishes everything in like two to three days. I've heard heard that happen with just about every online certification. But in general, we think it'll take about four months, something like that. Is there any tests or quizzes? there are. Mm-hmm. There are tests, uh, unit, comprehensive unit tests. So there are five units, and so there will be about 30 to 40 questions per unit based on how long each unit is. So a total of about 150 to 200 questions. And what if you fail? <clears throat> That's such a good question. Sorry, I'm coughing. Um, so you can retake up to three times. You can retake a unit test up to three times. And if you can't pass after three times, then you have to pay $50 and then you can take it again. So, you know, it's just kind of tricky. You don't want to like be like, you're gone. Peace out. We've got your money. See ya. You know, we really want to set people up for success, but we also want there to be an incentive for them to pass. And, well, to and you pay don't attention. want them to use your name if they're not taking in the information right. properly. Absolutely. That's why the test is really, really important. And then the workbook and then the case studies and all of those things, they are things that they can work through on their own to help deepen their understanding and again, ask questions in the group and things like that. So GGS is going for global domination. (laughs) (laughs) And Molly's having a coughing fit. Are you okay? (laughs) 
crying. <laughs> yes, basically, we're going we're going for for global domination, and we are again trying to take um, amazing evidence based body positive information that you know works in the real world and aligns with the experiences of all these incredible professionals and get it in the hands of health and fitness professionals who work with women every day so that we can raise the standard of what it means to coach and train women um, and help health and fitness professionals better understand connect with serve and empower them because women freaking deserve it oh yes oh yeah and I, yeah. I just hope I know, like, there's so many certification programs out there. And, um, you know, when somebody says they're going to do another certification program, you, you know, there's almost an eye roll of like, oh, here comes another one. Like, but mm-hmm. wow. I mean, from what the ones that I have seen already, yours is, is so completely different. And like you said, the multidisciplinary background and you know as evidence-based practitioners the the evidence and the clinical experience of the women that you have chosen holy it just sounds amazing I'm so excited well I would love to know from your all's perspective um being you know physiotherapist the the value that you see in the kind of the relationships that you have established with different healthcare practitioners in your own practices like what like the differences you've seen in women who are you know maybe working with multiple women's health practitioners versus someone who is you know only working with a pre and postnatal expert or only working with a physio maybe some of the differences that you've seen in their outcomes I I think from my point of view it's um you know it's something that we need to keep building on um it's still very you know it's almost like new days still learning what a women's health physio or pelvic health physio is um, and it is educating not just women, but educating fitness professionals, birth professionals, um, gynecologists, you know, obstetricians, everyone about what, what it is that um, pelvic health physios do. And it is really important that we do work together because, you know, we kind of see the woman on that one-on-one, um, you know, internal kind of based uh, assessment a lot of the time. Um, a lot of the time it's even just teaching her what's actually going on in her body right, like from a from an anatomy and physiology point of view, and then being able to pass her on to someone that we trust to look after her, you know, and to help her achieve her fitness goals. Because, you know, a pelvic health physio can help with that, but ultimately we, we want to put her back into the community um, so that she can reach her goals and, you know, that could be running, that could be CrossFit, that could be dancing, whatever it is, and not be held back by her pelvic health issues. So, yeah, it, it is really important that we keep trying to build that community um, and we have a long way to go and hopefully with GGS we can we can achieve that um, through global domination so. <laughs> yeah, and I think what you said at the very beginning Molly uh, when you're talking about with Marika how um, you said you know or actually Marika I think it was you who was saying you know you you've got your specific area that you are excellent at and you know little bits of actually you know a lot more about other things than people do but um, I think every person and kind of every discipline has this excellent specific amount of information and they know little bits here and there whereas you've now just brought all of those people together so you've got these really good groundworks and then everything overlapping in between that yeah I think that's amazing 
Yeah, we're super excited about it. You know, in one of our closed Facebook groups, our Strong Mom Sisterhood group, we just read infuriating messages from women who are literally begging their OBGYNs for a referral to physiotherapy and they're not getting it or they're only getting it after like a big fight. And these are women who have had C-sections and, you know, the fact that she has to expend that, you know, emotional and physical energy in begging her doctor for something that, you know, should be something that women are getting after C-sections anyway is just egregious in my opinion. Um, I don't know your all's perspective on that. But again, I feel like that, yeah, everybody's, um, it's one thing, you know, to stay in your lane in terms of providing information. It's another thing to not even be aware of who the other people are and what kinds of things uh, they can help your client or patient with. Yeah, I wonder too if in part it has to do with um, ego, like you said before, like they maybe they are aware but they just don't feel that you need it. And, and, and they know their own bodies too. Like we should be valuing that the woman's input about her own body. You know, she knows that something's not right. She doesn't need to be told by somebody else that, no, it's, you know, I'm going to discount what you feel and what you, you know, what you know about your own soul. Yeah. Well, what's, are you capped? What's the cap? Um, so we haven't, we haven't really decided yet because uh, the textbooks, you know, we're looking at how much money we're going to have to outlay for those. So Are it'll they be, print or online? Um, they're print. Oh, I mean, we're going to – oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got a, um, a an investment of a shitty house in this certification. So that's about where we're at right now. Um, oh, well, so that's Mom's Gone Strong. Oh, my that's gosh. The, that's Marika's the showing user. us a book. Mm-hmm. That's the end user manual. And so this one is actually going to be a hardcover, full color textbook. So yeah, it's going to be a lot. So we're probably looking at somewhere between 500 and 1000. We just have to kind of nail down what that looks like exactly for us and what we're for capable of doing. Because not- that's Okay. Right. For, for us. And, you know, because Girls Gun Strong, a lot of people don't know, is 100% self-funded, grassroots, no investment, um, you know, no venture capital, anything. Everything that we do, we don't accept advertisements. We don't accept, you know, I'll pay you to put this link on your website kind of thing um, because we want to be fully and completely in control of our community and the information that they're receiving. And we always want it to, um, we want the integrity of that information to remain intact. I like to tell people that my community is not for sale. So, um, so everything that we, that we do is hundred percent self-funded and is funded through the programs and stuff that we provide at GGS. So yeah, when we're looking at how many students we want to accept, we are pretty certain that we could service a thousand, no problem in terms of being able to make sure that they're getting help and stuff when they need, but it's just, you know, how much is it going to cost us to buy all of these and have this inventory and we fulfill it ourselves. My sister's the one that fulfills it, um, for the most part. And, um, yeah, so somewhere between 500 and 1,000, I would say. Which I think will and fill Laura- up pretty fast g- g- based on, like, how amazing our community is in the last – my experience in the last couple of months. So I'm like, wow, within 24 hours, that, that'll be gone. That'll be full. <laughs> so people have to get in fast. That- that would be super amazing. Again, that's why we're um, we're asking people to get on the presale list because it uh, it not only benefits them for being able to save money and have access to it early, but it you know helps us get some idea of how many people are interested. So that um, again, as a small business, we can make smart decisions in terms of you know the limited quantities that we're ordering and stuff, and have all of that prepared ahead of time. And if so. anyone misses out, then there'll be February. 
It'll be February. Exactly. So yeah, so they'll get a textbook. Um, it's probably going to be about 500 pages. And we did that. Like if we had put a normal amount of text on the pages, it probably would have been about six or 700 pages. Um, but we, we, you know, kind of condensed it down a little bit to keep it to around 500 so that it's not like, you know, so giant. So they get a textbook, they get a workbook, and then they get access to their, um, to the online portal with all of the information and the textbooks will be shipped out within, I think five to 10 business days of them placing their order. So they will get access to the first couple of chapters in PDF format as well. So they can get started immediately. Okay. And then you can't go on Amazon and buy just the textbook. Nope. Good. Only <laughs> oh, yep. I'm so excited. Do you? Anyone have any last things to add? So, Laurie, I was just going to say because I've had a lot of physios ask me, you know, is this worth is this worth buying as a physio? Would this be useful for me in practice? And um, I, I think for a lot of physios, there's so so much in this that I can't imagine anyone not getting value out of it. So. For the women's health physiotherapists who want to learn more about the coaching and the psychology that Molly was talking about, um, who actually don't know a lot about coaching exercise and want to know about, a little bit about the strength and conditioning side of things, there, there's all of that. And then for people like me from the musculoskeletal side of things, there's obviously a lot about the pelvic floor as well. And then on top of that is all the nutrition and the coaching and the psychology. So I, I honestly believe that physiotherapists would get a heck of a lot of value out of it as well. Um, I think sometimes as physios, we kind of look at things from the fitness industry and go, well, that's aimed at them. That's probably not aimed at me. Uh, but I think if you're working with women and exercise, which ultimately that's that's what we do, you know, like we're all about helping people get back to doing the things that they love and, and you know, like Molly was talking about being an active person in your own life. So. I, I do think that a lot of physios would would get great value out of this. Oh, totally. And from well. from like pelvic health physio point of view, um, there's always you know we've always had a gap from rehab into sport and exercise, and the gap is getting smaller. But I don't think you can ever have enough ideas of extra exercises. Like Marika will ask me an exam, you know, give <laughs> get me to give her an idea of an exercise, and I'm like oh, I'm really boring. I don't have a good one. And then she'll tell me, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like you can always, I think there's always stuff that you can know. And for me, that whole psychological side of things that I don't remember ever learning at university and I don't remember any other continuing education, well, maybe one, um, Taryn's um, sexual dysfunction course approaches things like that. But otherwise, like it's it's lacking. I, I so, agree. I agree. I think from a coaching point of view, like women's health physios, well, physios in general just kind of get bogged down in like anatomy and structure and stuff like that. We need to be able to relate to the women that we're working with, you know, on an on a, on a, on that coaching level as well. Um, and yeah, I think that it would it, you'll get a lot of out of it from that point of view. Well, and there's a lot, um, you know, Meryl was saying this past weekend, what she really enjoyed from the coaching perspective was, you know, the motivational interviewing, the behavior-based goal setting, because essentially as a physio, if someone comes in to see you, you're giving them things to go do at home. So how do you make sure, you know, I mean, uh, getting people to adherence and compliance is, you know, if they're not adhering to and, and complying with the stuff that you're giving them, then they're not going to see the results that, that they would see if they had done those things. So being able to figure out, okay, what, is, what are these persons? What is, what are their goals? 
what are their resources in terms of time, energy, money, mental capacity? Um, you know, what are their priorities? What are their desires? What, um, how can I set this person up for success so that the next time they come see me, they're not embarrassed because they didn't do what I asked them to do. They don't not come back because they didn't do what you asked them to do, right? Like we deal with this stuff with clients and patients all the time. They feel like a failure. They feel like, well, I didn't do the stuff anyway. They're going to be so disappointed in me. They're going to think I'm lazy. You know, all of these kinds of things, um, simply because what the practitioner gave their client or patient, their client or patient wasn't able to follow through with. So being able to determine, okay, here's what would be ideal for this person to do. Now let me work with them to figure out what's actually realistic for them so that I can set them up for success so that they'll feel like I'm working with them and that I care that they actually do this stuff. And then I'm not just trying to take their money when they come to an appointment with me, all of these kinds of things that ultimately, um, help people have more buy-in, help people comply, help people adhere and help them feel like that they are part of developing their treatment plan or their fitness program. Um, so that, that, you know, they're more likely to, to do it and follow through with it. So that just doesn't happen just in pelvic floor rehab. <laughs> that happens outside <laughs> as well. No. <laughs> oh, it's good to know. Happens all the time, all the time. So yeah, so that kind of perspective of how to help your client or patient, uh, how to work with them to figure out something that's going to fit into, um, kind of where they're at in their, in their life and set them up for success, I think is really important. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, everyone. And have I know that um, you're a little bit tired, possibly. I saw a message at three in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God, she's gonna be so tired. But uh, seriously, uh, thank you for organizing your schedules and your time just to, to come on and teach me <laughs> and maybe the rest well, of the world. Thank you so much for having us, Lori, and thank you for Marika and Heba for all of your hard work. It has been a pretty nutty past couple of months <laughs> trying to get this thing churned out in this amount of time. There have been a lot of messages like, I need you, I need you right now. What's the answer to this thing? We have to move it along to the next stage of whatever, you know. So so thank you to, to both of these incredible women and all of the other women who were involved in the project whose, you know, missions align so closely um, with what we're trying to do as a whole with Girls Gun Strong and the Coaching and Training Women Academy. Academy. And Lori, thank you for giving us a platform. Thank you for the interesting chatter and, and conversation that we've had the last week or two getting <laughs> this thing set up, which has been super entertaining. Um, and thank you for giving us a platform to talk about this information and for also for your mission um, aligning with, uh, with helping women get better information to take care of themselves. Thanks, guys. 